Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsparts.ie. And together we are Medics. Hello, everybody. Greetings. Fantastic to see you. Fantastic. We Welcome. are here, and we're going to be interviewing Alan Bashful, who is the uh, one of the co-founders of Lucillin. He's, he's agreed to give us some time today to, to dive deep into his products and antibiotics and antibiosis and where we stand with all of that stuff. Guys, have you, have you come across Lucillin at all? I haven't. The first time I came across, actually, I've heard of it around the edges because uh, I actually haven't done a whole lot of research into this. Normally, I want to be terribly prepared for everything. And this time I thought, uh, I'm gonna, I, I had a quick glance at the website and I, have, I reminded myself when I saw the packaging, I said, I know that product. I know the idea of it. And I heard people talking about it. But in the last two years, the name has come up a lot. Yeah, I know that label anywhere, and the nice, cool blue purple bottle. Um, so uh, I know people like it. And when we mentioned this was on, uh, my page lights up. Love Lucillin, couldn't live without it. Everybody's using it. Uh, we're going to say Lucillin a lot, guys. This is not a sponsored kind of um, show. Uh, this guy was invited on. Alan was invited on because we want to chat to him. We want to talk about infection control from the from the kind of a natural antibacterial side. And Alan is going to know more about that than most people. So he's been invited on. So you know, you know, if his if his brand gets mentioned a thousand times, that's got nothing to do with with anything but our own interest. So uh, so yeah, so people like. What about you, Bren? You use that in clinic? Yeah, uh, we have used it. We've used it for cleaning down door handles and everything else through COVID. We've uh, done everything for um, just using it for wiping tabletops. Um, cleaning wounds uh, from horses all the way through to little tiny critters. Um, yeah, so lots of good things. We're going to talk about that later on. Cool. Guys, if you want uh, more information as well, please do join us on patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics. Uh, there's another bit on the side afterwards for you guys to enjoy. Um, uh, thank you to all of those supporters uh, of the Patreon site. It's brilliant and it enables us to do what we are doing tonight without needing sponsorship from individual companies just huge discerningly uh, companies we want absolutely. to bring on. so uh, so that's that guys uh so uh, i just think we should crack on i think what we should really do is introduce alan alan bashfor good evening father co-father of uh lucilla welcome how are you uh, very well thank you thank you for the opportunity thank you for the allowing me to talk to you guys on this thing that's amazing great really great that you're here just a little bit of background i've been using lucilla for, for a number of years Oh, I think we should outline what it is. Go on. Okay. We should... Well, um, Lucillin is a synthesized version of a naturally occurring chlorine, which your body, um, the mammalian body, actually manufactures. Um, your leukocyte, your white blood cell, actually makes this particular chlorine. Um, it is a unique uh, chlorine, and the fact that its pH um, is the same as us. I've also had people say that they've used it around the eyes on wounds and stuff because it's really safe, even if it goes into the eyes. Is that right, Alan? That's correct. Yes, it is. 
Um, we actually do a little dropper version of it, which I don't have with me tonight, which is this, this little guy. Um, and that is a dropper. See? That's to, that is the same product. There is no difference in the liquid that's actually in it, whether you have this one or this guy or the one that Nick's holding. But the applicator is what it's about. And that's for ears, eyes, um, small uh, openings, small wounds, or small animals. You wouldn't necessarily want a half a litre if you're just dealing with a hamster. You know, it's not about drowning the thing. Or small uh, boys. Alan, I've got a lovely story. I, uh, uh, Arthur has got a little bit of impetigo on his, on his chin just here. And I sent mm -hmm. him to school with some uh, Lucillin. And the, the teachers, the school took one look at it and I got a phone call from his teacher <laughs> saying, I'm sure this is safe. And I said, I can absolutely guarantee you this is safe as houses. Otherwise, he wouldn't have it in his, in his little hand. Um, and he says, we can't, we can't prescribe it. For, for, we can't use it at school because it doesn't have written instructions for humans. So are you going to come out with a human version at some point? Is that a fact? We, we actually already have done. Um, it, it's called Lucillin Family Sanitizer. Um, it is available. It's actually uh, certified for sale by HSE, the Health and Safety Executive, which is the UK organization now that controls the, Europe, the, the UK's biocides. Um, it used to be handled by the European Biocide Directive um, in, the, in Europe, but now it's all been handed over to the HSE. So HSE is the governing body that rules what we do in the UK. And, and HSE have approved it for human use. Cool. That sounds good. What about, um, what about so analogy to a flea bite is often analogy to the flea dirt. Isn't that right, lads? Uh, and surely it's not just the dirt, but the, the baddies inside it. Does, does it have any application there? Absolutely. Uh, it does. Uh, there again, uh, it's not going to kill the flea, but it will make the environment uh, uncomfortable for them but it will actually kill off the bacteria, which is what's causing the irritation. The back, cool. When the flea bites you, um, it's not so much the bite that is causing the irritation. It's the, what it leaves behind is the bacterial infection, which is, what it, which is what Lucillin will do. It will kill wow. off that. And you, you can actually prove it to yourself. If you, um, we've all got animals. You've got animals. If you notice sometimes when you get a dog that scratches you, you get that wheel that comes up on your arm, that sort of red uh, raised part of your skin. If you douse that with a Lucillin, you can almost watch the, the redness and the, and the swelling go down as your body reacts now to the fact that it no longer needs to deal with that invading pathogen. Wow. That so you not... can actually watch that happen. Um, Alan, you said, okay, just to backtrack, you said that this is a very natural product that our body produces it. Okay, so mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit about that? You were saying something to do with the macrophages produce this. Could you explain to the people what that is? It's not like you're farming all these macrophages and squishing them like olives to get this <laughs> extract out. Like, what is the process? <laughs> How did you do it? Uh, well, if, if I told you how we did it, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> oh. How it's all going to be rich. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, it is a synthetic version, okay? So there are many ways of making hypochlorous acid, and, the, and the, the typical one is through an electrolysis process. There are other ones which are through a chemical process. Ours, um, ours is more unique. Well, it is unique in the way we do it. 
Um, it, it allows us, our methodology allows us to make it in vast quantities. And it also allows us to adjust the, the strength of the, uh, the free available chlorine, because that's the key to all of this, is the, what's called the FAC, the free available chlorine. Um, but it, it allows us to control how much free available chlorine there is in the product. But more importantly, it allows us to maintain the pH factor. Now, HOCl has a very narrow window of pH where it's really, really effective. You go outside of that and the efficacy drops off. Also, if you drop below 4 pH, you're starting now to go into chlorine. If you go above 7.5, you're now into hypochlorite. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to focus on the pH where uh, hypochlorous acid is most effective. And that, believe it or not, is the same as our skin, 5.5. And our methodology allows us to manage the pH so tight and so precise that we can produce it in vast volumes at the most effective pH, 5.5. Cool, okay. Um, it was actually identified by uh, Michael Faraday and John Davey way, 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 way 1800s. back. 1800s. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was actually used um, in the battlefields on the uh, First World War. Ooh, um, interesting. How did they? Well, they used it exactly as a, as a, a wound um, sanitizer. But there again, with their product that they produced. How did they stabilize it? They didn't. That was the problem. It, they didn't stabilize it. They had to make it and use it within an hour or two. Ah, right. Okay. See, and so uh, and that, that's really where what we've done with Lucillin is to create the product which is has a uh, which has a very tight pH, really focused on that most effective band, and has a two-year shelf life in the in the bottle. That's cool. I like it. And um, there's there's a there's a number of questions coming down the side here, and one of them says, "Will this replace the colloidal silver in my press?" Uh, seeing as colloidal silver is the brand, where does it sit alongside products like colloidal silver? Colloidal silver does do uh, a similar job. Um, it's not as effective. It does have other slight side effects to it, which lucillin doesn't. Um, but um, efficacy-wise, your colloidal silver is probably what about a log four? Don't know. Um, lucillin is a log seven. Okay. Uh, you, we all know. You, you want me to explain logs, do you? <laughs> not really. It sounds impressive, though. Well, well, basically, what it is, um, we all see the adverts for Domestos and uh, Parazone and things like that, and it says ninety nine point nine percent effective. That's three nines. Ninety nine point nine. That's log three. Okay, Lucillin is log seven, so it's 99.99999% effective. So it's 10,000 times better at killing bacteria than domestic. Wowzers. That's quite a claim. And, and much yeah. quicker as well. Yeah. It's almost instantaneous. Um, it depends on exactly what pathogen you are attempting. It's slightly slower on things like, uh, things like a fungus. Viruses, it's instantaneous. Um, most, most bacteria are instantaneous. There are some which it can take up to a minute. 
And, and yeast? What about, what about yeasty ears? Surely not yeast. Yeah, well, there again, yeast uh, is a fungus. Um, so, yeah, it will kill that. Uh, a Pseudomonas what? or something like that. Yeah, it no will way. kill the yeast. It will even kill ringworm. Oh, this is yeah, interesting. I've even used this as, uh, you know, for those pseudomonas infections that get into eye ulcers and things like that. I've actually mm -hmm. um, uh, used it for those because those are really notoriously antimicrobial resistant. So it can be a really useful way to speed up the antimicrobials wow. in, in there. But I just, um, this, this therefore sort of then begs the question, you know, this is such an effective biocide of killing bacteria and, and yeast and, and viruses, where do we draw the line of impact on the, mm. what we would consider the friendlies uh, on the skin, the friendlies in the gut? Because uh, obviously there was a, an article about um, colloidal silver mm -hmm. having some downsides for people that were using it in mouths of dogs, that it was possibly going to be ingested and start to upset their gut microbiome. Where are we at with hypochlorous acid? Hypochlorous acid, actually, uh, error again, it's very broad spectrum. It doesn't uh, differentiate between good and bad. Uh, the thing about hypochlorous acid is it's, uh, it doesn't hang around. It's, uh, it neutralizes itself incredibly rapidly. In actual fact, if you, uh, if you were to spill some out in, um, out in the street, within an hour or so, there's nothing left but salt, uh, saline solution. There again, um, depending on what, what environment you're in, um, it's very susceptible to UV light. Uh, ultraviolet light will, will actually kill the product too, which is why we make special bottles for it. Yeah. Hence the purple bottle, indeed. That's yeah. right. There will, there's actually a UV blocker in the bottle as well, in the plastic. We actually have these bottles made for us, um, especially there's a UV blocker actually in the plastic. But it's not just because it's purple. We like purple. And every, uh, <laughs> as you see, everything's purple. But um, yeah. there's also a UV blocker uh, because this um, it is naturally unstable. So that's really what we have to concentrate on is making the product stable. Um, when you put it in the dog's mouth, uh, there again, you must focus on the area you are trying to kill off, the area of, of uh, a pathogen you're trying to kill off. Um, but the saliva and the, uh, the actual the dog's own um, mucus and everything else will kill off the, the Lucillin quite rapidly. So you don't, it doesn't hang around. It's not one of those products which sits, you can put on the skin and, it, and it's uh, effective for uh, like a, you know, 24 hours. That's not what it's about. It immediately kills a pathogen and moves on. Okay. It's for, it's for cleaning and a clean. Right. Very quickly. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, Fiona's just said here. So therefore, if it goes past the shelf life, um, uh, so if it goes past that, you know, Fiona's asked, you know, does that mean it just becomes less effective or does it ever become harmful? No, it becomes less effective. Um, if I've got, uh, we, keep, um, we keep an archive of every batch we make um, and we've been doing it now for 11 years. So I've got quite a large archive. Um, and I can go back seven or eight years and still find product that's very active. It's not as active as it should, as it was by a long shot, but it's still active. But if it's, um, if it's out of date, what it does is it loses efficacy. And what you end up with is a bottle of saline. Okay. 
Um, Susie, at least it's not going to harm anybody. No. Yes, Susie Greaves here. Susie, uh, I, uh, she says, <coughs> I, ha I have a rabbit with respiratory issues. Viral, we are thinking, uh, along with our vet. Would this be able to be used in a nebulizer? Uh, so therefore, internally, uh, and it comes back to the, the initial question there, can you use this product internally? What of the effect internally? Um, where are we with that? Nebulizer, inhaling it. Yeah, I've heard it being used in, in Pasteurella cases as well for nebulizing when they've had Pasteurella infections, you know, uh, respiratory infections. So that sort of leads into that same same thing. It's a difficult one, actually, Brendan. You can, yes, uh, it's been used in nebulizers. We've actually done some work with uh, with horses uh, in their nebulizer on it. Um, it's also been used um, in uh, in boggers um, to damp down COVID, for instance. Um, the Japanese use it extensively for that purpose. Um, from a regulatory standpoint, though, the UK is well behind on allowing you the use of it. Uh, and it's purely a regulatory stand. It's not an efficacy stand. We know it works. We know it's not harmful. Um, but from a regulatory standpoint, um, it's uh, the UK has not approved it. Hmm, I'm not surprised. And where do you think your product stands in relation to alcohol gels and that sort of washing? Uh, we outperform alcohol gels and without the downside. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, there was a couple of questions about America as well. Are you asking that, Nick? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was just going to jump in with regard to dental. Uh, she says, is it effective for dent as a dental rinse for dogs? It's actually used um, in America, and to a certain extent, the uh, electrolysis version is actually used by the dental practices in the UK for humans, as well as dogs. There was a piece there a while ago on, um, on mouthwashes, and, you know, mouthwashes getting coming in for a bit of flack because we have this... Uh, flora in our mouth that's really important to most of us and then you have a couple of baddies you know causing mischief as you always do and so the idea of washing out and killing all bacteria in our mouth is kind of a little bit um came into question there in the last year or so it is what is it comes back to the same question if i was to mouthwash with lucillin am i just clearing all life from my mouth and starting again um because in the belief that I'm trying to fight, let's say I've got a gum infection of some sort of gingivitis and rinsing to try and help this is, is a good idea at a slight cost of killing all life in my mouth because it's so broad spectrum. Do you know what I mean? Kind of the same with the gut question, really. Generally, I'd say, yes, it's a good idea. Um, I mean, I use it personally um, for, those, for those things. I mean, if I've got a cough or a sore throat, I will actually gargle with it or spray it in the back of my throat. Oh, just yeah. to kill off uh, maybe a staph infection or something That's like that. Idea. Um, and it works incredibly well for that. Uh, yes, it's a broad spectrum. So yes, it will kill off good bacteria as well as the bad. But your good bacteria does recolonize very rapidly. Oh, yeah. We've got a great question here, Alan. Uh, Debbie Glasgow asks, um, uh, what about the bird flu? How could we use this to help with biosecurity uh, of our poultry? We could look at, uh, and, and actually I have looked at using a fogger within the birdhouses. Um, and that, that seems to be a way of actually uh, reducing the potential for it. Um, there again, it's not something that you can uh, easily administer. It's, um, uh, 
there are ways and means of putting it into the water that the that the chickens or the um, uh, birds would actually drink, which will help. Um, but the most the, the best way that we assume um, at the moment is probably to fog the chicken house or uh, and to, to reduce the potential for it within the atmosphere that the birds live in. You could use these portable foggers, uh, or you can actually put a, a, a fogger within the birdhouse itself. Um, you can put lucillin into one of those foggers. That's not a problem. You could apply it that way. Um, it's not a difficult thing to do, but yes, that, that would work. What about uh, Angela Fieldhouse? Could it help with psoriasis? Uh, it does help with psoriasis and also eczema, but it won't, obviously it won't, it won't cure psoriasis, it won't cure eczema. But what it will do, it'll help you manage it. Uh, one of the biggest problems that I, I, a friend of mine who actually has eczema, um, that the skin dries and cracks and then it gets infected. Uh, where, and then it starts, really starts to become irritated and sore. Uh, at that point, that's where lucidly can really um, help out a great deal. It will stop it getting infected. If it does get infected, it will kill off the infectant. Um, and then actually the, it will settle down. So it's not a cure, um, but it will help you manage it. Excellent. So uh, just, just as we're entering our uh, final furlong of the show here, Alan, I just wanted to say, what do you think about the idea of using lucillin to kill all the good guys and the bad guys and then coming in with a probiotic? Because we're get, we've got a lovely guy, Joe Flanagan, coming in next week to talk to us about the use of probiotics. Who, and he's coming at... Hmm, managing bacteria which is essentially what you're doing but from yep. the other perspective he's saying a blast out get bad guys with the good guys and uh, so what just your thoughts on that uh i think it's it's a very interesting idea i think it's probably a very uh, an idea that's well worth uh exploring um yeah lucillin is a very broad spectrum it doesn't really uh, care what what it's uh, what bacteria it's dealing with some bacteria is more resistant to lucillin than others, so there is that. Um, but when you are looking at a probiotic to rebuild the flora, um, probiotics don't necessarily build all the flora. They can be more; they are more selective. Um, so I think that whole argument is worthy of discussion, but I think it probably needs a little bit more thought process um, to look at the good bacteria, what are the, uh, the good flora, what is it you're trying to actually rebuild and not just throw a, a, a probiotic at it? Yeah, there's a, there's a number, there's a, sorry, Brian, just before, so be this, there's a number of people asking, uh, uh, where do we buy this? Just before uh, Brian's question, where do, you want, where do you want people to go here, um, Alan? Uh, there's a lot of people looking for it and they're worried they won't be able to buy it now due to okay. our phenomenal well, readership. The, it's available in a wide variety of places. Uh, you're looking at for the animals, uh, pets at home, stock it. Every branch of pets at home has it on the health and hygiene oil. Nice. Um, if, you go, if you go to Amazon, you'll find it on Amazon. You'll find it on Amazon UK, Amazon Germany, Amazon America. Um, you'll find it in a lot of those different places. Uh, most good um, pet stores will... Yep. Uh, store it or uh, uh, stock it um, if they don't have it then they will deal with one of the wholesalers that uh, we deal with um, yeah. people like uh, you know the, the big ones the pets are how uh, the, the pedigrees the vitals the trust pets of this yeah. world 
if they buy from any of those. So even a, a good pet shop will, if they haven't got it in stock, they should be able to get it for you. Yep. But it's available on Amazon. Um, it's available on Fair. Um, and Everywhere has it. Actually, if you go onto the Lucilla website, go to the Where to Buy button, put in your postcode, and it'll give you an array of, post, of pet shops that are uh, within the, a mile or two of your, where, you, where you're living. Yeah, sounds good. Alan Clary there is a, is a follower of ours for a while. Bubbles Pet Care, uh, he's got a small pet shop. There you go. There's a small independent. Yeah. If you're looking for a website that sells it, Bubbles Pet Care. What were you going to say, Brent? Um, so just about the implications in the food industry. So there's all sorts of people getting worried about their raw, and let's face it, but that's what we generally are talking about week on week. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about the bacteria that may be getting into their food, and they're sort of trying to find a kill step that's not going to adjust the food unnecessarily. Um, and we wanted to differentiate this from the chlorinated chicken stories that we get out of the U.S., and at the same time, also differentiate, could people, could companies be and end up using this in a food product with it then changing back to a saline effectively um, as it's inactivated? Or would it just not get the distribution through the food? Uh, I think you're, to be honest with you, I think your last point there, Renna, is more correct. That I don't think it would actually uh, work its way through the food. Um, I think that uh, if you wanted to use it on a chicken breast or something like that, absolutely, you could do that. But to do it as part of the food chain, I don't think that would work within the raw environment. Um, hypochlorous acid is used in the U.S. to spray fresh fruit and vegetables in the store. Uh, Safeway supermarkets actually have boggers in the store where they they literally spray the fresh fruit and veg with it. Ooh, um, uh, oh, is that what those foggers are? Because yeah. I, I just thought they were a cool way of making your fruit and veg aisle look super chilled they and use everything them in Australia, else. But actually, yeah. I'll tell you, I tell you a, little, a, little, a, a little experiment you could all do if you want to see what hypochlorous acid does to food. If you get two apples, take a bite out of each of them, spray one with lucillin and leave the other one untouched. Put them cool. on the side of the counter and see how this. quickly see how quickly they rot. Nice. That's, I'm going to do that for sure. And um, what about Alan? What about hospitals? I know the guy that's coming on next um, next week, Joe. Um, he, he shared a couple of studies there of uh, two Italian hospitals and apparently one in England starting soon. And they're now using probiotic cleaners to clean the environment because they're quite mm -hmm. effective given a bit of given a bit of time. Uh, they are very effective at keeping down hospital infections, antibiotic-resistant infections that everybody's very concerned about, the six in particular. And, and so these probiotic washers were great. Is there any, um, is there any future in the, a product like Lucillin or hypochlorous acid being used as a cleaner in the home, cleaner in hospitals? Uh, can you produce us a concentrated version that we can dilute in our mop bucket, that kind of thing? No. Uh... Yes, there is an application for it. And yes, it's actually, we are working with a couple of hospitals on various applications of it. Um, can't go too much into that at the moment. But it's, uh, hypochlorous acid is, as I said, is inherently unstable um, and it's expensive. If you're going to use it as a hard surface sanitizer, there are other alternatives which are a lot cheaper. You okay. can't just dilute it, okay? Even if we made it at a lot stronger, 
it, and you use tap water, you'll kill it. Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, because, of, as I said, because the nature of the hypochlorous acid molecule, um, it attaches itself. It will attach itself to minerals in water. Uh, so if you've got uh, a high level of turbidity or a high level of, of minerals in your water, that will effectively dilute the hypochlorous acid to a point wow. where it's very little use. So you, uh, it's like when we, we sell, we sell five liter bottles of Lucillin as well for, for commercial use. Um, and we always say that, yes, you can, you can uh, decant it, but decant it into a Lucillin bottle. Don't put it into anything else. Don't mix it with anything else and don't dilute it because you will damage the product. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. God, this sounds good. I need to so useful, useful for handles and small areas yep. that you just want to kill what somebody else has slathered on or, or put <laughs> on, but don't, but don't use it as a, a main thing. So, so when we're talking about, um, you know, biosecurity, because loads of people get panicked about parvovirus, for instance, mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. you know, um, and what we're saying here is that therefore it's probably not so good as a foot bath or a, a large sort of cleaning out the kennel to try and reduce parvo. Is that what you're saying? Because it's not Basically, a good hard yeah, uh, cleaner. You, if, you try and, uh, if you try and use things like hypochlorous acid to clean out a kennel, um, you've got to use a lot of it. Um, and it's going to be very expensive, um, and you probably won't get any better results for it. Um, if you're going to use it in a situation where you don't want to have a, a nasty chemical, you don't want to have um, a domestos or something that is toxic, that's where hypochlorous acid fits. It doesn't fit in the cleaning the crap out of a kennel. Uh, <laughs> It, it, so when that guy comes to you to, to buy, purchase a puppy, he's wearing his really expensive Nike trainers, and you want to spray them off with something so it doesn't bring parvovirus into your puppies, you can safely use Lucillin. You can do, yeah. yeah. You could use Lucillin on that. Uh, but I said, where... With this out, boys, I could have got a Nike sponsorship for that little <laughs> comment. Anyway... <laughs> Where Lucillid is best focused is, is what we refer to as on-animal, on-person application. It is a skin disinfectant. It yeah. is a skin sanitizer um, in all that aspect of that. That's where it fits, and that's where it fits best. Um, you know, it, it, it's an expensive product to use just to, to wipe down a table with. Yes, you can do it, and yes, it works, but it's an expensive product to do that. I think... So, oh, Alan, okay. last minute. Uh, any, 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 anything that you'd want to say? Any places that we can reach you? Have you got any world tours to to, to, to uh, <laughs> share? Any, any final uh, words? They, there you go. Paul has just come on there, and I just said she uses it to wipe down the beards after. That's a good shout. That good idea. That that is a very useful and very good idea. Mm. Um, those things like. Uh, just a quick point, uh, national therapy dogs, uh, they use Lucillin as a skin and coat sanitizer between visits to vulnerable people. Now, that's the sort of application you can't use things like alcohol for. You can't use things like domestos for because you are applying it to the animal. And that, uh, so that's why they use Lucillin. Um, wow. So... On the animal is where it really fits best as an application. 
And that's why, as I think somebody actually, there you go, Doris, same oh, thing. My uh, dog's after being pet by strangers. Oh my God. Like, can you imagine petting somebody's dog and she runs up and she sprays her dogs <laughs> after it? Like, what's wrong with me? I'm wearing a nice shirt. You know, through COVID, through COVID, we oh, literally at the very beginning, absolutely, it was a thing that we would spray if, if dogs had to come into the surgery from a COVID patient. So we knew that the, the, the owner had COVID. Yeah. Um, then we were discussed spraying the dogs down with uh, Lucillin just to reduce the risk of contamination. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, that was what it was used for extensively, actually. Uh, there were four police forces in the UK that did exactly that with it as well. Good, good time to be an antibacterial when uh, something like COVID is up. It's like, <laughs> I don't, you don't want to celebrate. Sorry, you shouldn't be celebrating. There's nothing to celebrate. Diane well, Keevney has asked about three times, can you get it in Ireland? You can, Diane. I'm looking at two places here. Um, if, um, Christie's, which is the uh, groomer suppliers and Equestrian yeah. World. Uh, no surprises, monster online shop, uh, equestrianworld.ie. Uh, but yeah, everywhere, every country has it. It's all over the place. Well, can we just can we just identify just before you came on, Alan? You were talking about what was happening uh, over the other side of the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few questions being asked about North America. Is it is it available yet? Is it going to be available at some point? Where are we at? It, it is available in Canada. Uh, we have a distributor in Canada called um, Arbordale. They have an array of stores in Canada, but we have also just shipped our first two pallets of product out to our new North American distributor who's based in New York State. Uh, Good stuff. He will, be he will be developing the marketplace for us over the, over the coming months, um, and I think he's planning on doing something on Amazon in the States with it as well. Cool. You might need to get onto the shippers tomorrow and ship another two pallets, yeah, judging by absolutely. people wanting to as buy it. <laughs> as, you, as you can see, uh, we ship it all over Europe. We lift, we dash back. We've got two shipments going out today. We've got one into Holland, one into Germany. We ship to Spain. We ship to Finland, Sweden, um, Denmark. So there's yeah. quite a lot of places you can get it now. Sounds sounds good. This one would not work. If you really have trouble, if anybody really has trouble, just pick up the phone and call us in the office. And we love to talk to people. We're not one of these companies that hide behind the phone. We or eBay. Yeah, sounds good. Look, Alan, more parity. It sounds like an absolutely brilliant, uh, brilliant product. I'm definitely going to get them for the dog and kids. That just sounds, uh, sounds, sounds brilliant. I, I, uh, so I heard somebody good. just one thing. I heard somebody actually ask about uh, if it's the same product. Why all the different size bottles? It's purely application. Yeah. It's purely application. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to buy half a liter if you've got a gerbil. Yeah, and by the same yeah. token, a sixty mil spray is not going to go far on a on a eighteen hand horse. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, makes sense. Sounds good. All right, guys, we better go on to a bit bit on the side here. Um, so uh, so next week we have uh, Joe from uh, Ingenious Probiotics, guys. Two guests in a row, you lucky things. So uh, that was a cracker, Alan. Thanks very much for your time. Really, really appreciated that yeah, cracking product, Lucillin. Uh, I can't wait to give it a go and the two boys stand over it so that's good enough for me so uh, fantastic well done on that business and uh, uh, best of luck in the future it looks like you're growing at a phenomenal rate there so that's brilliant good news for you thank you well done and if anybody needs anything anything, any help or you've got uh, if you're on a salon or something like that and you need the data sheet the cost sheets they're all available on the internet we can send them out to you all those sort of things cool. it's, it's, uh, so just contact us that's the easiest way to do it sounds good cheers Alan
That's great, lads. Thank you for your time. All right, lads. Thank Take you. it easy, guys. Bye -bye. Talk soon. Thank you. So, guys, so we're going to see you all um, in about an hour on uh, Patreon, for those Patreon viewers, uh, on the bit on the side. Um, hope you enjoyed tonight. Uh, as Thomas said, we've got part two, which is all about smothering with probiotics next week uh, with Luca. Yeah. So uh, let, we look forward to that and see you all then. Luke. See you later. Good luck. Blah, <laughs> <laughs>